welcome to The Pound in Your Pocket, the weekly business and finance news briefing for students. I'm Luke Brown, and these were the main stories this week. US private equity company CD&R won a bidding war to buy UK supermarket chain Morrisons. US social media giant Facebook's core apps, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Facebook itself, went down for six hours on Monday. And investigative journalists released the Pandora Papers, exposing details of international tax avoidance and wealth hiding by some of the wealthiest people on the planet. Clayton Jubilean Rice, or CDNR, doesn't sound like the kind of company that gets into fights. But don't be fooled, CDNR is a determined American private equity company, companies which make investments using money that doesn't come from public stock exchanges, such as the London Stock Exchange. And this week, it was the victor in a cutthroat auction to buy UK supermarket Morrisons that has been going on for four months straight. It paid £9.97 billion, just above the £9.95 billion offer from Fortress Investment. Having rejected CDNR's previous offer in July as undervaluing the business, Morrison's board of directors accepted the £9.97 billion offer as a more accurate reflection of the value of Morrison's. The directors have recommended that the shareholders, those who own shares in Morrison's, vote in favour of the takeover deal when they meet on the 19th of October. It is widely expected that they will approve it. Some see this takeover as a big loss for the UK, as Morrison's, founded 122 years ago in Bradford, and today the fourth largest British supermarket, is leaving British ownership for the first time and going into American hands. But tears have been shared over other British firms this year, as US private equity companies go on a rampage buying up hundreds of them, including another well-known supermarket, Asda. We used to having most of the biggest companies in the UK being listed on stock exchanges, but now more and more big players are going private, i.e. no longer on stock exchanges, by being bought by private equity firms. This trend began after Brexit sent many UK companies' values downwards, but, as with almost everything else at the moment, the COVID-19 pandemic has sped it up. Additionally, historically low interest rates, the amount of interest companies have to pay on loans from banks, which they then use to invest and expand, have encouraged many foreign private equity firms to borrow money in order to buy UK firms. This scramble to buy UK companies will likely continue, And it probably won't be as nice and polite sounding as Clayton, Jubilier and Rice. On Monday, you might have been having an existential crisis when you realised that you couldn't message anyone on Facebook, Instagram or WhatsApp. But you weren't alone. Facebook's main apps went down for everyone on the planet and for a whole six hours. The last time Facebook had a technical error this big was in 2019, when its main apps all went down for 24 hours. But this week's fiasco was a reminder of the importance of Facebook services to other businesses, which rely on these to advertise their own services and products and to communicate with their customers. Even more embarrassing was the testimony of a former Facebook employee, Francis Horgan, to the US Congress, in which he claimed that Facebook is harmful to society and should be shut down by the US government. Shockingly, she also claimed that Facebook intentionally targets those under the age of 13 knowing that they are more vulnerable and gullible. So it was a bad week for Facebook. Whether it has lasting effects is uncertain, but what is certain is that the backlash against big US tech companies will continue regardless of whether their services are down and out. Pandora's box was opened this week. The International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, 
ICIJ, released the product of over a year's work, 11.9 million files exposing hidden wealth and tax avoidance by the super-rich across the globe. They're calling it the Pandora Papers, and it certainly has released a lot of papers in terms of data 2.94 terabytes worth to be exact. For reference, that's 2,940 gigabytes. In the ICIJ's last big leak, the Paradise Papers in 2017, they released only 1.4 terabytes worth. However, the Pandora Papers are different to the ICIJ's previous work in that they don't expose evidence of much illegal activity, but rather activity which most people now consider immoral or dishonest. Some of the biggest claims in the Pandora paper implicate well-known leaders and politicians, including former Labour Prime Minister Tony Blair and his wife, Cherie Blair, who avoided £312,000 in stamp duty, a UK property tax, by setting up a UK company and then buying a foreign firm which had owned it and then dissolving that company to gain ownership of the house. So the Blairs did nothing illegal, but most people would say that that was a bit dodgy, especially by a former Prime Minister who once criticised the sleaze and corruption of the Conservative Party. Even more shocking was that the Qatari royal family avoided £18.5 million in stamp duty on two London properties. An interesting revelation of the Pandora Papers is that the super-rich also hide their money and avoid tax in places not usually considered to be tax havens, places such as Luxembourg, as well as South Dakota in the US. Governments around the world have been trying to work together to crack down on tax avoidance and evasion, the illegal type. Notably, a big international deal earlier this year to set a minimum 15% corporate tax rate, tax on companies' profits, across almost 140 countries. This will affect only companies, and so individuals will still find ways to avoid and evade tax and to hide their wealth as well. The Pandora Papers are proof of that. The upshot of all of this is that those with the most money can avoid paying tax in a way that the rest of us never could. The ease with the Pandora Papers, but many more Pandora's boxes will be opened in the decades to come. That's the latest this week. You can follow The Pound in Your Pocket on Twitter and LinkedIn, where you can share your thoughts on the podcast. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Join me next Sunday for your weekly business and finance news briefing. Thank you.